Automation is like an employee I pay a pittance to. For a very low monthly fee, it saves me hours of work that I'd need to spend performing tasks I personally don't need to do. See, the goal of your business should be to focus on the tasks that only you can do and outsource the rest. Though I guess the bigger goal for some is to make, so, make it so you don't need to actually do anything in the business except manage it. Either way, a great way to start on this journey is through automation. And in this solo episode, I'm going to tell you about how you can start automating, how I automate, and some of my favorite automation tools. But first, I want to tell you about our first sponsor, Ahrefs. This episode is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that very problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. As someone who struggles with what kind of content to create, Ahrefs has been instrumental in increasing traffic to my website. Over the last holiday season, I had the best quarter for affiliate income because it showed me my most popular pages and topics, and I was able to optimize and update accordingly. But a quick follow-up to that is that the last month of this, this year, April, as I record this, was my best affiliate month ever, nearly tying the entire holiday season at the end of 2019. And again, that's all thanks to Ahrefs. Ahrefs makes competitive analysis easy. Their tools show you how your competitors are getting traffic from Google and why. You can see the pages and content that sent them the most search traffic. You can find out the exact keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them rank. From there, you can replicate or improve on their strategies. Now, I'm not getting significant search traffic, so I use Ahrefs tools to help find the topics worth creating pages or content for. I can easily see estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their Keyword Explorer tool. It's been a fantastic addition to my tool set, and I have seen gains ever since. And it's not just your website either where it could help. It, it has helped my YouTube channel, grow by about 300% in the last 50 days. If you want to gain a following or just improve traffic to your website, Ahrefs is the tool for you. Get a $7 seven-day trial over at ahrefs.com. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com for a $7 seven-day trial. If you're anything like me, you'll be hooked. And now... Back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? It's episode 167, and I'm asking myself a question today. How did you build your automation workflow? See, in August 2018, I was challenged to automate more. Now, nearly two years later, I've removed myself from core processes because of my ability to automate. I'm saving lots of time, which allows me to focus on the important parts of my business. And while I'm always looking to improve, I'm happy with what I've implemented so far. 
But before we get into what I'm automating, I want you to start thinking about what you can automate. So I've come up with a list of questions that you can ask yourself. First, ask yourself if an actual person needs to perform a certain task. See, there are lots of things that we can do that a computer can do for us. I'll say that again. There are lots of things that we do that a computer can do for us. If you're manually doing something that you don't need to do that a computer can do for you, there is a great opportunity for automation. A few examples from what I'm doing include automatically pulling expenses into your accounting software. FreshBooks and other accounting apps will usually have this built in. I pull all of my expenses on my American Express card and FreshBooks imports and sorts them for me. And since I only spend with that American Express card, I know all of my expenses are in one place. Another example is sharing to social media. Plugins like Social Web Suite for WordPress will allow you to share to Facebook pages, Twitter, and LinkedIn upon publish. And of course, there's also Buffer for auto-sharing. And there's Zapier to watch RSS feeds if the rest of those happen to fail for some reason. I'm actually using all three. Sending emails is another way that you can automate. I send emails automatically based on events like when a proposal is accepted, when an invoice is paid, or if something is added to specific folders in Dropbox. I'll talk about that one later. But what you should do from here is make a list of everything you do in a day and determine if a computer can do it. Then you can start implementing some simple automation. You should also ask yourself if you personally need to do it. So this is a little automation and a little hiring out. But you should determine if there are some tasks that you're doing that are tasks that you don't need to do. Or to think of it a different way, make a list of the tasks that you and only you absolutely need to do. Everything else you can either automate or offload. A perfect example of how I've implemented this is my podcast episode workflow. First, I record and put the audio files into Dropbox. That's a manual process for me. My editor gets an email that a new episode is ready for edit. That email is automated and my editor is somebody that I hired. When he's done editing, he uploads it to the transcription folder. That's a hired task. My transcriber then gets an email automatically that a new episode is ready for transcription. At the same time, that episode gets uploaded to my audio host, Libsyn. Again, that's an automated task. I don't need to do that. I add the episode to WordPress, which is a manual task, but it doesn't need to be, and I probably should either automate or hire a VA to do that for me. So everything in that process, from the time I finish recording to the time I upload it to WordPress, is handled without me touching a thing. It's incredible, and it saves me literally hours of time a month. So I know that hiring is something that can seem daunting, even if you're just hiring a contractor. Uh, all of the people that I work with are contractors. So automation is much less daunting. It's generally less expensive. And it's something that you can kind of test the waters with. So what you should do now is ask yourself these two questions. 
which are, can a computer do this task? Or do I personally need to do this task? Make a list of all those things. And that will be the basis for what you automate. So what can you automate? I've determined that anything that requires multiple apps to talk to each other can be automated so long as they allow for that sort of thing. Uh, the example I gave earlier is manually pulling my expenses into FreshBooks. That requires one app, the American Express app, to talk to another app, FreshBooks. I shouldn't need to do anything there. The two apps can talk to each other as long as I make the right connections. I also shouldn't need to upload a file from one cloud service, Dropbox, to another cloud service, Libsyn. Those are two apps or two different computers that could talk to each other. I shouldn't have to manually back up files to other drives on my computer. There is something that should be able to automate that for me. So the next step is to take your list and find tools that will let you connect the dots. Here are a few great tools that I use and recommend. Zapier. Zapier makes you happier, is what people say to remember the pronunciation. Zapier is an integral part of my automation process. It works with so many other apps and tools, and lots of WordPress plugin developers integrate with it too. So I can connect my WordPress site to Zapier and do some things there. Zapier also supports writing code directly into an automation if I want to, and so much more. I will tell you about a bunch of automations I'm doing where Zapier is at the core. They have a free tier, so you can start playing with it a little bit, but I pay for the next level up. It is well worth the $25 a month I pay. Uh, I'm actually thinking of upgrading to the next level because they have a specific feature called Paths, which lets you essentially write programs uh, for your automations. I'm not quite there yet, but it's well worth the money it saves me. And for ideas, you can also check out their automation inspiration page. IFTTT, or If This Then That, is another one. One place that Zapier falls short is device automations like iOS, Amazon Echo, and Android. This is where IFTTT shines. I'm using a combination of Zapier and IFTTT to do things online and then send reminders to my phone, for example. Uh, when I get a scan of a business card into Evernote, I get a reminder three days later to follow up with that person because I have IFTTT watching the specific notebook in Evernote when a new entry is added, uh, grab that information from the business card and add it to reminders. It's really incredible. And it's like a mini CRM that makes it so I don't have to really remember all of the people I met and need to follow up with after the conference. Another tool that I use every single day, I used it in writing the script and the outline for this episode actually, is Text Expander. Text Expander is a cross-platform app that replaces text snippets. It allows me to compose emails from three characters, and it makes sure that I never have a typo in a URL or other information I regularly write. It also works with some variables and scripting languages to do some truly cool things. They also happen to be a sponsor of this show, and I reached out to them to sponsor this show because I was such a big fan. They're also sponsoring this episode, so let's learn a little more about them now. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. 
Save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. This entire episode is a love letter to automation, and Text Expander is a great and simple way to get started. It allows you to create your own snippets for repetitive text you tend to use everywhere. Add the text, create a snippet, and boom, you're off to the races. One of my favorites is my address. Instead of typing out my full address and risking typos, I simply type dollar sign A-D-D-R and let Text Expander do the rest. This is all without any special apps or specific plugins. You just do it anywhere you type. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is when I type PPT. It will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it to plain text, so I never have to fight formatting from HTML or Word ever again. Plus, if you have employees or contractors you work with, especially now that we're all working remotely, you can use Text Expander to manage and share snippets with them. So you all get it right every time. They also host interesting webinars every month, and this month they're hosting webinars for beginners. So it's a great time to get started. Text Expander is available on Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. If you've been curious about uh, trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now is the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast. That's T-E-X-T-E-X-A-N-D-E-R dot com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. All right, now back to the show. After Text Expander, I want to tell you about a few Apple-specific apps, so iOS or Mac OS. And the first one is Siri Shortcuts. I love and grossly underuse Siri Shortcuts. It's an app on iOS and iPadOS that lets you connect apps and actions to voice commands, and it's truly fantastic. My favorites are my packing list automation, so I give it a location and a date, and it creates a packing list for me based on the things I think I'll need. I also have a project-based automation for new talks or new travel so that it creates projects in OmniFocus for me without me having to remember everything I need to do. Finally, I have a profit-first automation in Siri Shortcuts, so I just say the, the activation phrase, and then profit-first, I feed it a number, and it gives me all of the other calculations that I need, which is great. So that's Siri Shortcuts. If you have an iPad or an iPhone, it's already on your phone. Hazel is an interesting Mac app that lets you automate folders, uh, folder actions and file actions and things like that. It can do a whole lot and I'm, I'm doing very little. I'm currently using it to manage my hard drives, delete files, move things around, and even move things into cold storage, which I'll, which I'll share more about later. Uh, and then there's Keyboard Maestro. Keyboard Maestro is the one I want to use the most, but have spent the least amount of time in. So I can't really speak to it, though I do know that hardcore automators like uh, Max Sparky, David Sparks, absolutely loves it. I've purchased his class, which I'll link in the show notes for this episode, 
over at howibuilt.it slash 167. But that's a tool that I want to add to my tool set that I haven't yet. And speaking of my tool set and the things that I'm doing with automation, let's talk about some of the things that I am automating. So you have some processes to think through your automation. You have a bunch of tools. Again, there's links to all of those tools and resources over at howibuilt.it slash 167. So with that, let me tell you about some of the processes I've automated that I'm most proud of. The first is automating saved links with Pocket and Zapier. Back before I decided to start automating more, the way I would compile my newsletters is to save links to Pocket and then on Monday mornings, scour Pocket for the links I want to share, then create those links and sum up the stories. I also had to be careful that I didn't share the same link two weeks in a row. It was a lot of work and it took me so long. And then I realized that I could save myself a lot of time and trouble by using Pocket to automate not only my newsletter, but my social sharing as well. So I have a full write-up on this over on my blog at casabona.org, but basically I set Zapier up to process stories in Pocket based on tag. If the tag is newsletter, for example, it gets added to an Evernote note for my weekly newsletter. This single action alone saves me about 40 to 50 minutes every week. Next up is automatically scheduling podcast guests with Calendly and Zapier. And this is a complicated automation that I also have a video and blog post for over at casabona.org. But it all starts with Calendly. A guest books a show and they get a calendar invite plus a Zoom link automatically. An Evernote note is created for, from their responses from Calendly, which serves as the basis for my show notes. Those show notes are later shared with my transcriber, so I don't need to tell her all the terms and names and spelling and things like that. Then a record is created in Airtable so I can place that guest in the schedule somewhere. I keep all of my scheduling in Airtable. All the while, my guest is getting reminder emails and a follow-up email after the interview. And all I did was send them a single link to Calendly. I mentioned this earlier, but the third automation I want to share with you is moving old video files to cold storage. I am a pack rat and I hate deleting stuff and I have a complicated backup process that I might share in a future episode. But that directly conflicts with my need to save hard drive space when it comes to video files. Video files, especially 4K video files, are huge. So I have a Hazel script that runs every night to check my videos folder. If there is a file in that folder, anywhere in that folder, that hasn't been opened for 30 days, I move it to my NAS, which is network area storage. Uh, and that serves as cold storage for me. So I know if like two years later I need to find the raw files for a video, it's probably on my NAS. The last automation I want to tell you about is how I create invoices from accepted proposals. And I want to tell you about this one because I thought it was particularly clever. I use Newsy for my proposals and I use FreshBooks for my invoices. Newsy is great and I got a lifetime deal on it and it's a lot more comprehensive than say the, the proposals or estimates section in FreshBooks. So when a proposal is accepted, I have a Zapier or a Zap kickoff 
and create an invoice based on the proposal, pulling client, product, and pricing information. Then, based on the type of proposal that's been accepted, a welcome or onboarding email is automatically sent to the client. Again, this is all with me just sending the proposal to the client and them accepting it. It's a fantastic way for me to make sure I communicate properly with my clients without having to do time-consuming, often repetitive tasks. And I, I will just add uh, to the end of this that the onboarding emails were generated thanks to text expander snippets. So I didn't have to do a, a bunch of retyping either. Just fantastic stuff. Okay, so those are some of the interesting tasks I'm automating. Others are smaller, shorter st- uh, t- tasks like recording payments and expenses in different places, sending emails, social sharing, and things like that. But I feel I've only I've only scratched the surface. Uh, if you're interested in following along with what I'm automating, I have a whole series over on Casabona.org. And I do have uh, another automation for this podcast using a plugin I custom coded. So I know I threw a lot of stuff at you, but if you want to learn even more, if you want to see that process or you want to get the code, uh, you can join my email newsletter. You'll get a free PDF, a link to the code, and some more stuff as I put it out. To do that and for all of the show notes, all you have to do is go to howibuilt.it slash 167. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a rating and review an Apple podcast. It really helps people discover the show. Thanks so much to Ahrefs and Text Expander for sponsoring this week. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.